Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Doing all right. Yeah? Doing pretty good, yeah. I'm out of coffee, so it's upsetting. (laughs) I I, technically I'm out of coffee in my mug. There's more in the coffee maker, but I'm already getting jittery, so I just need that one one more. You know what I mean? Like I just need that one more to so I, you know, after we're done this that I can continue my day and not pass out and you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I've as I get older, I definitely start to have more of, like, those midday naps where I'm just like, I'm just going to go chill for, like, 30 minutes. And just Ugh, <laughs> I mean, really, naps are the best. They just, they're a little disruptive, but they're the best. Yeah. The best is when you have, like, a really long nap and you feel like you've skipped an entire day and you're like, what the fuck, is it Monday? Like, did I, like... <laughs> you time-traveled! Yeah. I did that once before. I had, like, a really long nap, like quite a few hours and i woke up and i literally thought it was the next day i'm like shit i totally missed work or something um but uh get your turkey basters will come ready because we're talking about don't breathe that's the best i can't ever. not have a reaction to that <laughs> you know the thing is too is like somebody might be like uh i don't remember don't breathe and you'd be like turkey baster full of cum if they've seen the movie, they're like, <laughs> yes, hundred percent know that movie. And I mean, I mean, the fact that uh, Taylor's more disturbed about this than we are, is, I think, it's kind of indicative of you know that whole thing. <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah, but I mean, because I, I mean, obviously, we, we find it a bit funnier. Like, it, I don't know. I just find it kind of weird. Like, how did like how long did he have to work to get that thing full? Like, was he just like? Uh, <laughs> also, like, really, how viable is it? Let's. I mean, <laughs> I don't know the science behind it, but I feel like might not be potent anymore. You know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's, it 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 definitely worked once, though. True. True. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, although... <laughs> the scene in this movie when it gets shoved into his mouth oh that was really bad every time i watch it i have this gut reaction of just yelling out gistality (laughs) 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 oh it's so bad anyways there's more to this movie than just turkey pastry full come uh the official summary three delinquents bring to the house of norman a gulf war veteran who's blind to steal his money however much to their horror they discover that norman is not as defenseless as he seems okay i've seen this movie quite a few times this is the first time i found out his name is norman he's credited as the blind man where the fuck is norman coming from right yeah i don't is his name i don't even remember if the the tv broadcast at the end even mentions mentions his name i think they just call him like a war hero or veteran or something yeah where the fuck's Norman coming from? I have no idea. The synopsis is on Google so it says Norman, so. Wow. Yeah, this na- <laughs> he's Norm. <laughs> he's Norm. Google's seen a different cut of this movie. 
You know, I feel like we need to like petition to have this name changed to something more badass. Like Norman is just not a badass name. No. Also, like, is he kind of like Russian or something? Like Norman and Russian? I don't know. It just doesn't mesh. Well. I don't know. This. This synopsis is shit. Fetty Alvarez, <laughs> I'm coming for you because if you actually name this guy Norman, I'm fucking I'm shook. Um, Can we just start making up names for characters in movies that we watch now? We'll just yeah, have our yeah. own list of credits okay, with so all different names. If you had to give him a name, what would it be? Um, what was his name in uh, Avatar? Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like Colonel something. Colonel, uh, Colonel Kurtz? <laughs> no, that's a uh, dream catcher. And, and Apocalypse Now, obviously. Mm. Uh... What the fuck is this name in that movie? I fucking love Stephen Lang. Let's just get this out of the way right now. Oh, of course. Yeah. Stephen Lang is fucking phenomenal. Um, I, but honestly, the 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 trio of of Stephen Lang, Dylan Minnette, and Jane Levy in this film are they're they're so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like uh, Miles Quadri- uh, Corich, Colonel Miles Corich. Okay. Yeah. Not really feeling miles either, but it's a badass name for someone who is a good badass, I would say. Maybe not necessarily an evil badass. So he got blinded on Pandora, sent back to Earth. (laughs) His daughter gets killed. (laughs) I'm I'm combining movies now. I like this. I like this combined universe. Honestly, like, I just assumed his name was like Vlad or something like that. No, I the, almost said Vlad too. I don't know why. Don't even know. looking into the Wikipedia, it gives him a last name, Norman Nordstrom. What? What? Is there Did some extended thing that like totally Yeah, is I it... feel like I feel like I've never heard a name for this character. Is this in Money's preamble maybe? Money give him them kind of the the lowdown of, of this guy in this house? Is is that is it maybe in the exposition that I missed it? I bet you there was, like, some sort of interview where they were like, hey, Fetty, what's this dude's name? And he was probably like, ah, I don't know, Norman or something. And they're probably, yeah, done. Honestly, the only character's name who I knew consistently throughout this movie was Rocky because people kept saying it so often. <laughs> like, I didn't even know Money's name was actually Money until I saw the credits at the end and it was like, oh, they, I thought they were just, I thought they were talking about Money, but his name is literally just Money. Yeah, I think Rocky's the only name is kind of said. Like, I know Delaminette's name is Alex because she says it at one point in the movie mm. when he's laying on the when he's laying on the ground. Although, but he is like constantly coming up and going, Rocky, 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 mm-hmm. Rocky, Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love that on the fandom wiki for uh, Norman, they put his alias as Blind Man, and I'm like, is that really an alias? <laughs> he, like... It's what he is. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Like alias is like Spider Man or Wolverine or something. <laughs> it's not Blind Man. Like, oh my gosh. Maybe that's his. Maybe he has some sort of alter ego. We got to do a superhero tie into this now. Avatar <laughs> and superhero franchise. Yes, there we go. We oh no! Him? Here comes Blind Man. <laughs> We're over here. Fetty he just blindly shoots a gun around until he eventually kills everyone. Fetty Alvarez. He we'll killed just... his own. He killed his own. You know, he killed the, his own incubating baby. He did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we just get like a team up film with uh, Mia from Evil Dead 2013 and Norman? And I don't know who else they would throw in. Whatever. The Fetty Alvarez cinematic universe. 
That's what we need. <laughs> if they can pull off Scoob, anything is possible. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Maybe that's what the sequel is. He comes back with his son, and he's got to fight demons now. Oh my god. <laughs> Not just his own personal demons. I feel like whatever you do with the sequel, you have to up the ante, and it will have to be the most absurd shit humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Like, it can't just be like... Oh, more of the same. You, If you do that with Don't Breathe too, it's going to be such a letdown. It has to be kind of stupid. Kind of like, I don't know. Like, that's... Uh, there's just something that has to be done. Sam Sam Raimi himself said, it's, it's only the greatest idea for a sequel I've ever heard, and I'm not kidding. Okay. Well. So. Is that a statement that we should trust? Do you think? As of January 2020, the title was announced as Don't Breathe Again, and it was supposed to begin principal photography in April of 2020. Okay. But uh, uh, Fede is not directing it. It's the writer uh, Rodo Seguiz, who wrote the who co-wrote this film with with Fede, that's directing it because. Uh, for a release in fall 2021, which I'm sure has been adjust- has to be adjusted now due to COVID. Uh, I know Fade is not directing it because he's doing Labyrinth. Mm. Which makes sense. I, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with that, too. And I feel like the mm-hmm. writer would be competent enough to mm-hmm. helm it. So. He was a co-director, apparently, on it. Like, he was very hands-on with it anyway. So. Okay. Well, that sounds fi- totally fine, then. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, let uh, let Fade do this next movie because I'm I'm so curious about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, why we chose it? I just love this movie. I think it's just so good. It's such an intense thrill ride, and very much similar to Evil Dead 2013. Like it's a movie that mm-hmm. from start to finish just keeps your attention. Like when this movie starts, like it starts with sort of like around like two thirds of the way through the movie, or something like that, three mm-hmm. quarters ish. I love when movies do that. You're just like, how did we get here? Like, it's such a great way to just draw you in instantly. And you're like, okay, well, some shit had to have gone down. But what? Yeah. And this movie looks phenomenal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, again, it's so, so beautiful. I mean, the shot you're talking about, the opening shot, is like this insane, I guess, a drone shot. Like, it's insane. Mm -hmm. An insane shot that just kind of pans in to the blind man dragging Rocky down the road. And it's not even clear enough that you know that that's what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, oh, I, I love the look of this movie. That's so good though, because like you forget about that scene by the time you get to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then if you rewatch the movie, you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot that it opened on this scene. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I think this movie just always has been, one that I'll revisit every so often just because it's it's a fun thrill ride. Like, even if I know the twist and I know what happens, it's still just a fun movie to watch. And, of course, mm-hmm. like Steve said, like, it's just, yeah. it's a good old time. And, uh, I mean, the guy that did this one, Pedro Luke, I think his name is, um, he did a movie in 2010 called uh, The Silent House, which is all one shot. Yeah. They remade it. They remade it. American remake with Elizabeth Olsen that isn't as good, but the original one is fucking awesome. Okay. And yeah, so fucking good. So I recommend that. Nice. And yeah, because uh, yeah, when I when 
watching this again, I'm like, oh god, I forget who did this. And then, I, of course, I watched the end credits in this one because they're so cool looking. Because yeah. it just kind of goes through locations throughout the film mm-hmm. with with mm-hmm. the name superimposed, and I'm like, oh, I love the ending. Of, I, I love the 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 first beginning of the credit crawl of this movie because it's it's just so cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this movie just a grand old time. Uh, first time we watched this what, what was uh, in theaters. Opening weekend. Okay. Scared the fuck out of me. Uh, just, uh, just, just in its execution. Because um, Fede doesn't do like jump scare isn't really the thing. It's 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 things entering the frame. Yeah. That he brings. It, it, it's like an adrenaline scare. Like yeah. oh, the one that I remember the most uh, in theaters that got me is when she finally escapes out of the car. Yeah, and then she grabs the bag, and it does that that tilt up, and he's running towards her. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fucking great! And I mean, the full dark sequence is so awesome. Yeah, that one's cool. They do actually not even just in that sequence, but throughout the movie, some really cool close up shots of the bl- of the blind man's face. Mm-hmm. Like they just get a really tight in on him, and he's got he's always it's always at like a downward angle. It makes him look super creepy. It's really good. I saw this at a press screening, and uh, yeah, it was a good old time. I do remember knowing nothing about it because I don't. Uh, Steve can attest to this. Sometimes you just go to movies for screenings, mm-hmm. and you're just like I have no idea what I'm about to watch. Exactly. Like I've yeah. never seen a trailer. I don't know anything, and I didn't honestly even know that it was from the same director as Evil Dead 2013. So when I saw it, and I found out afterwards. I was like, okay, well, a that makes a whole lot of sense, and b like, the fuck, this dude's amazing. Like, why is he not making more stuff? So. Um, and I think Evil Dead kind of benefits from being a established property, but goes to show like he can make something from scratch too. You know, like, he, this is not mm-hmm. an adaptation. This is not something that's a pre-established property. This is something he made from scratch, and it works so well. So, um, all right. Uh, wait. Uh, okay, emails. Uh, seems weird that the movie would end and the. Copa would have changed the cops. I think it meant to say wouldn't have charged the old dude for kidnapping the girl. I don't know. Maybe you like set up as a sex dungeon or something. Like did didn't he do something with the body? Like I thought, no, I remembered I, like putting a body in a tub, uh, a woman's body in a tub, and filling it with something, and then putting like a, the putting a the floor tile over it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure he he hid that shit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's also like a he's a veteran who had his daughter killed in an accident. Like I think he has the benefit of the doubt on his side in yeah. that situation. I think the ambiguity of the blind man's character is one of the biggest. Um, uh, positives to this film because there's you can't put anything past his character. Mm-hmm. I mean, even how even how he disarms, uh, money. Yeah, like him getting closer. Uh, he fakes that flinch. Yeah, the when that when when money actually squeezes off that shot near his face, he fakes that flinch to get closer. Yeah, I mean, there's a diabolical nature the blind man that is slowly revealed mm. and i don't even think we've seen 
I think that's what's the most what's uh, the most interesting about a possible sequel in which I I'm really able I, I in my head I I'm able to let this be standalone like I don't need more because it just works so great as as a single movie but the blind man is the only reason and, and the fact that we don't fully know this character is the only reason that I'm totally on board for a sequel just because I want to see Stephen Lang do some more character work like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, and like even at the end of this movie. Do you think the blind man would have tried to track down Rocky or do you think he would have just no. let it go? Cause I think I, they mentioned that he, he's told the police nothing was stolen. Like yeah. he doesn't even tell the police that they were there to rot, like to, that they got away with something. Well, there's the two mm-hmm. endings, right? So the one is him just like, or them walking towards the train or whatever and nothing. But then there's the alternate ending where he follows after them. So, I think it Which doesn't on- make much sense to have him follow them because we're already we've established what his limitations are. Yeah, and it I think it works much better in like a slum tenement where it's basically like he lives in an abandoned area anyway. Like it's his playground. But as soon as you bring him out of that and you put him into regular society, I doubt it works anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I agree with that. I think they've established that the one where they get on the train and he doesn't follow them as the canonical ending, which yeah, I know there's probably some people who disagree, but I, um, I, I prefer that ending just because I think it's a little cleaner and it makes more sense with the characters. Um, and that's why, I th- well, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say it, it. I think it works better to leave that open-ended too, to not know whether or not he is going to try and like follow these people. Like, I think, I think, it's it's better to have us question it rather than have it be so blatantly thrown mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, and I do think part of the reason why I think the next movie will have him be the protagonist, you've sort of resolved that conflict, so I think the new conflict will that they'll bring up in the sequel will have to be some sort of twist and something different, and um, they could bring back uh, Jane Levy and Rocky and all that. I kind of feel like they shouldn't. I feel like that was resolved, and the story was left in a good place with uh, her and her sister uh, leaving to go somewhere else. So I, I, I don't need more Rocky in this universe. I think there was a good wrap up to that plot. So, um, yeah, I mean, I could see the Rocky character making like an appearance Yeah. somehow. I mean, who knows that if they, if they feel like they've got a good story for the second <coughs> one, then I mean, yeah. either way, hopefully it just turns out to be good, but yeah, for sure. yeah, I, I, I feel like I kind of agree with you. I think, I think the old man is really the, the, the one that ties this. If, if this is going to potentially become a franchise, I feel like the old man is the one that's going to tie everything together. So he's got to be the focus. But mm-hmm. I would agree with that too. And I, I feel like the only way to make a sequel work is to not at all recycle anything that happened in mm-hmm. the first one. You can't have more burglars break in on him you can't you need to have a completely fresh the only thing that should be recycled that that should be continuous is the blind man that's it yeah what if they just troll us and just do the exact same thing where (laughs) but instead now he has no money he's just he's just like a penniless old man living in this house with this weird dungeon it could happen (laughs) 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 i was thinking too like um what like you could follow up on the story of what happened with the um the family because like obviously he kidnapped that girl and 
like do you follow up and maybe get like some retribution for that like oh man that would actually be so cool yeah so there's there's quite a few different ways you can go that's why it, it, this and the babysitter 2 are two horror movie sequels that i'm like i have no clue what you're gonna do but i'm entirely like i'm just so excited to find out what happens so mm-hmm. um but yeah um which of the endings do you prefer i think we've answered this already but i i yeah. prefer the canonical ending the one where yeah get away i don't the other one's too it's too michael myers yeah. yeah, it it seems out of character almost. It like he does. he it seems really does. like obviously he's not feeble by any sense of the word, but it it almost seems like like a step too far for him to mm-hmm. yeah for him to leave that area almost. It dulls the line. You're useless out here. Mm-hmm. It dulls it completely. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, you know what? I I get it. That other ending is a little bit more Hollywood you know like that's the studio one where it's like oh we got to put in a tease for the sequel but you know, you know what, yeah you know what, yeah you know what it is kurt it's a spoon feeding to to dumb horror fans honestly mm-hmm. it is. we don't need stingers like that like no. we, aren't we smarter than that now i think back in the 80s and 90s like if you put something like that in to tease a sequel that makes sense but now, like, with trade publications and news websites, like, you can make a Don't Breathe 2. You don't need to mm-hmm. put in a scene like that to tease it. People will know that it's coming and watch it, so. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I mean, even, like, what Steve was saying, though, Michael Myers, I think you can still, these days, have a good, uh, have an ending like that in, like, a more of a slasher movie. But mm-hmm. this definitely didn't feel like no. that. This, this, no. yeah, this definitely felt like that, that ending felt a little cheaper. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I mean, like it's for uh, for that reason that I was happy that they didn't do that t- type of reveal with the latest Halloween movie, you know, that they they had Michael Myers crawl out of the burnt up house. Like they didn't do that, so I'm I'm like I'm happy that they did because I was fully expecting them to do it. That's why I stayed to the end of the credits, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like, they're gonna do that, aren't they? And they didn't, and I was like, fuck, way to have some fucking restraint. And so for <laughs> Fade, thank you for having restraint on this movie. Yes. Yeah. I I don't know if it's ever come out about that other ending being a studio mandated one, but I it it reeks of it. It feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it I, feels I, like sequel bait. Totally. And like nonsensical sequel bait. If they put that in the movie, I I would definitely take some away from the score yeah. of the movie. For sure. Um okay. Uh, best line of the movie. Hmm. Oh, what do I have? I think I have a couple written down. I think um, two of the ones I have written down were lines from Money. There's there's one where he says, "Be a good friend and stay in the fucking friend zone," and I was like, "Oh, harsh boy." Yeah. Um, and then I think there's another one that I wrote down. Oh yeah, when they're at the having their confrontation with Norman. Um, right before money gets shot, he says something like, I know what's in there and I ain't leaving without it. And I, that's an interesting line because he, he didn't actually know what was down in the basement at the time. He thought it was money, but it definitely wasn't. Um, and that, that a hundred percent sets up this, the, the blind man to be like, all right, I guess it's time to take care of business. If they know what I got, then it's time, it's time for these kids to get dead. Yeah. Uh, I'm 
I'm going to side with the uh, God. There is no God. It's a joke. There is nothing a man cannot do one accepts the fact that there is no God. Mm. That's a good one. I mean, there's a, there's a couple things maybe you shouldn't do, but that's, you know, <laughs> I guess the lines are blurred now. So I also just quickly because we've already we've brought up the turkey baser and everything. <laughs> so the whole lat whole final third act, there's a lot of action in that. Mm-hmm. Jane Levy's basically running around vag out. Yeah, I guess. I yeah, I didn't even consider that, but I mean, yeah. I'm just pretty pretty breezy up. down there. Putting, yeah, putting that yeah, yeah. Shows- she could have hit a gun up there or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that, not me. <laughs> you know, she, there's probably like a part where she was just like, this feels oddly exposed, but... Uh... <laughs> I, I just kind of forgot that, that, yeah, that she totally would have been like her pants ripped wide open at the end, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, another good line, uh, right after the turkey baster gets um, inserted somewhere that's not into a woman... Uh, I think she she I I can't even describe the scene because it's like anything being like shoved down someone's throat is just so gross to me. Um, I'm pretty sure right after that she looks at me she goes how's that taste? That was oh a pretty good gosh. line. That was great. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I always I like the line from Money Wars. It's just because he's blind doesn't mean he's a saint, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, that's true. Money was on the money on that one. Um, because it's true, right? Like, you think he is this wholesome individual, but he's not. Like, he, you know, and I think because he's blind, a lot of the characters early on, even the audience, you assume, well, he's he's a decent guy. Like, he can't be a bad person. But, no, he's he's not a good guy. In fact, he's actually kind of the opposite of a good person. So, no, works works really well. Um, best uh, performance in the movie. I mean, Stephen Lang? It's got to be, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Though, I mean, Levy and, and uh, Dylan Minnette are so good as well. But yeah, this is... I mean, it's all about formidable opponent. And Stephen Lang goes from a helpless old man to a monster so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really does. Um, it works so well for what they're they're going for with this movie. Um, and you know what? I think Jane Levy does a great job too. And I think if they didn't do much with Norman, which I still find weird to say, but um, <laughs> it, it would still work. But I, I think what they give him it fleshes out his character, and you start to start to see there is a bit of a nuance to that performance. And it's not just some hulking brute just following him around the house. The Michael Myers effect, essentially. So, um best kill in the movie it's not that many no and i think they're all gunshot kills from the old the blind man i'm pretty sure he kills everyone in this movie yeah 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 he does and they're they're only they're kind of they're there for emotional weight Mm -hmm. they're not there to be like crazy out there kills like we usually celebrate on this show they're no like yeah, they're they're very they're they're very aesthetic. They're just they're there to move the story along. I, I the most shock, uh, and I can kind of feel it coming, uh, is when Alex gets the door open and gets blasted. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
that's the one I wrote down because I think it's there's just so much emotional weight behind that when he gets killed. And it's just, it hurts yeah. more than well, money. I'm sorry, but money. I just really <laughs> well, especially because like we are. I mean, we already thought Alex was dead with the shear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you- to keep. I mean, and the, the I mean, there's so much great tension with Alex's characters and Alex's escape. The window, the skylight. Mm-hmm. Fuck that scene is. Uh, Fede Alvarez just just make that scene the most nail biting thing. Like, oh, just hearing the little the little creaks and cracks of the glass, and he's right above the blind man. And oh my god, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it just works so well for what they're going for. I didn't I didn't mind. I mean, there was no emotional weight to money dying at all, but I kind of liked his death because it was the first one that really made anyone go, "Oh fuck. We It's the stakes. We it's, super fucked up." Yeah. <laughs> it's the raising the stakes, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Being like <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is also kind of foreshadowed earlier when Alex's character goes or Alex goes, um, you know what you've done by bringing a gun? to a robbery you've given him the legal right to shoot us and i was like yep yeah, that's mm, yeah yeah and which i guess ends up happening to almost every character who dies in this movie so yeah yeah they uh they kind of uh i think it, it, it goes to show that they are not quite saints either right like they mm-hmm. uh i think you kind of feel bad well you don't feel bad for money but you feel bad for the other two uh i didn't really feel any sympathy for him throughout the movie but yeah sorry like... money <laughs> the other guy like uh andrew i think his name is um he's just there because i feel like he likes jane levy and i'm like uh, i think he's just wants to get laid i think that's why he's doing all this and he's just like is this worth it probably not so um all right uh that dumbest decision in this movie um that's kind of hard to say Again, anything money does. Well, yes. Money also, and Eric are synonymous with each other. They, they, I mean, you know, without their stupid blunders, we wouldn't have the predicament that our characters are in. So they're in means to an end. But both, you know, Eric and Evil Dead 2013 and Money in, in Don't Breathe are both just idiot catalysts. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's there's a little bit of similarity between Eric and Alex in this movie too because Eric in Evil Dead just keeps coming back when you think he's dead and Alex keeps <laughs> doing the same thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, Alex, yeah. And you just think is he dead? No, he can't. He's not dead. He's still there. He's still kicking mm-hmm. around. Mhm. Um I think it's not a great idea for someone who is deaf to have a security system installed in their house that makes it so they kind like it seemed like when the alarm went off he was going crazy like he couldn't stand the alarm and i feel like maybe that's not the best system to have in your house (laughs) like especially when especially when you're blind and hearing is what you use to rely like that's your (laughs) sense right can you imagine the the security guy coming in to set this up and he's like all right so this is how this code and when you set off this code it's going to sound like this Ah! Yeah. Oh, so so it's gonna work for you, okay? Yeah. <coughs> I don't know. Part of me was just like, you know, just uh, <coughs> punch him in the ear or something. Like, yeah. If you can't see, you punch him in the ear, and you can't hear, then problem solved, right? But I guess it's kind of hard. He has a gun, so. But I mean, that's not a terrible. That's not a terrible plan of action, though. 
No, not particularly, right? I was thinking about this. I'm like, just go up and just punch him in the side of the ear or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Do something. Stab him in the side of the ear. Something that gets rid of his hearing. And then he's pretty much useless, right? But it's Walk like, up to him and clap both of his ears at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but you know what? You wouldn't have a movie if that was the case. So, I, I, I get it. Um, I'm sure they weren't really formulating uh, super complicated plans as they're trying to escape either. I'm I'm sure that's probably not something they have time for. Probably not. No. <laughs> they were they weren't really stretching too far with that. No. Um, I think it's time to uh, give this a rating. Mm, <laughs> I'm still gonna rock my ten out of ten. Uh, this is the Steve. I think which. Which makes uh, girl, the girl in the spider web, that much more of a disappointment when it came out. Oh yeah, oh gosh. That Not to say that the movie doesn't look great, and I mean, I love, uh, I, I love the casting in it and everything. I just, it, it's just a diminishing return, honestly, because the third act just felt so lackluster. But uh, don't breathe is such a ten. I give it a nine. Uh, yeah, I'm having a hard time. I feel like <coughs> I feel like nine also sits well for me. Yeah. Not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about giving it full marks, but I can't also really articulate why I can't. I don't feel that. It's interesting. Um, nine sits well. Yeah, I mean, and I and I hope the the sequel. I I'm really hoping that the sequel doesn't disappoint. And I mean it. It's well worth your time. I mean, regardless of whether it gets mm -hmm. a, you know, nine or a ten. Like, if you haven't seen this movie, what are you doing? Go watch it. That's true. Yeah. 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 I for, I don't know why sometimes I feel bad about giving things nines. Like nine is still a I, I really some, fucking good score for a movie. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It's I think it's just sometimes like a ten is like a perfect movie. And I think even if you really like a movie, sometimes there's just something nagging. Like. And you maybe just don't know fully what it is, but it's just like there's something that's just not right with this movie. Not 100%. Yeah. And that's the thing. I gave it a 10, Fede, so, uh, you know, make that check out to cash. Uh, <laughs> you know, Fede, with, uh, well, I guess you're not making Don't Breathe 2, but you got the connections. With Don't Breathe 2, what I'm saying here is you have to find a way to have him have a kid that he carries around with him that tells him where people are. Because that would be the coolest thing, the dumbest thing at the same time. <laughs> also include the line, my name's not fucking Norman. Yeah, someone will be like, hey, Norman. He's like, who the fuck told you my name was Norman? <laughs> I mean, realistically, the only way you can turn this guy from an antagonist into a protagonist is make him sympathetic to children or take care of a child or something like that. Like, that's probably the quickest way to do it plot-wise. Because otherwise, like, yeah. if, if, if he's in the sequel then, which I... Feel like he should be um oh yeah I, it's gonna be hard for me to sympathize with this guy yeah i and i think it's i think you there's ways that you can sort of be make an interesting movie and have him still kind of i don't know re not reinvent the character but take him in a different direction i think we've again mm -hmm. we've, we've seen him as the antagonist give him a kid to look after his dumb, you know what? <laughs> there's writers to figure this out but like yeah, have them have to look after a kid or something, and I don't know, just go hog wild with it. Like, I think there's some cool directions they can take with the sequel. And 
we know it's going to happen. We know it's coming. It's just a question of what's going to happen. And I, I'm totally on board with it. I mean, unless it's some like musical comedy or something that's just terrible. But Oh my God, I'd be down for that. I'd be the only one down for that, but I, I, I would watch that. It, it would be kind of great, especially if you did like musicals all in that like really kind of semi-terrible Russian accent. Because that accent yeah. was kind of bad. Like, I, you know, if I'm, you know, Stephen Lane, great actor, that accent, I don't know, wasn't the biggest fan. But I just couldn't, <laughs> like, I mean, he didn't really end up saying a lot to, throughout this movie anyways, but I just couldn't place it for the most part. It was kind of weird because it almost was like Eastern European, Russian, something like that. And I was like, I don't know. What All I'm saying is if if Don't Breathe 2 is a horror comedy musical, they will have at least one ticket sold to that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And, you know and how is Norman Nordstrom a Russian name? That's not, yeah. Like the accent, the name, it doesn't add up at all. Nothing adds up there. Just watching the next movie, like you find out that the name was a lie or that the accent wasn't his real accent or something. Like there's, there's something. Or it's just like a Tommy Wiseau thing where it's just like there's mystery forever and maybe you never know the real answer. He's all American, all American Tommy. <laughs> I like to play football. Thanksgiving. Oh. Oh my gosh, you make his son Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would help me sympathize with his character. No, probably no, not. It... But I, I think it would just be an amazing movie. I mean, kind of terrible, but <laughs> amazing at the same time too. Terrible and amazing can sometimes be the same thing, depending on the the right movie. Oh, totally. Okay. Uh, well. Uh, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I am on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Steve Dead. I'm also on Letterboxd, I believe, at the same. Uh, you can find my website, stevestebbing.ca, and then I'm on the Shift with Drax every Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific across 10 markets in Canada. Okay, nice. And uh, Taylor, where can people find you on the internet there? Oh! just social media for now twitter instagram uh my username is circeanic nice then i'm over at 300 i'm also on letterbox too i uh try to update it when i can but you know what there's only so many times you can log watching roadhouse in one day so <laughs> kidding <laughs> kidding uh but yeah um yeah movie commentaries three nerds we got a whole bunch of stuff going on there so check it out until next time everyone bye for now all right, another episode.